What's up, guys? Welcome to Thirst Responder with your host, Joe Jones. I'm here today with Dave. Dave is amazing, and uh, he took his love of beer to become one of the most well-known bartenders at one of the most popular bars in downtown Syracuse. Dave, what's going on? Nothing. How's it going? So, Dave, how did this happen? Well... You never bartended before, right? No, no, no. I, I went to school in Albany. I was there for five years. Wolf's Beer Garden happened to open around the time I started there. And I fell in love with that bar in Albany. It was my go-to, like, during the week when it was kind of slow there. My roommates and I would always go there, play some darts. Great spot. We loved it. Different atmosphere from all the other bars in Albany. I came back home after I graduated. And my now wife, then girlfriend, actually, and I went in on the soft opening uh, for Beer Garden here in Syracuse. Fell in love, obviously, like instant, like this is my new home. It's down here drinking with some buddies, watching some soccer games, and the two owners happened to be in town. They asked me if I wanted a job. I said yes. Uh, kind of forgot about it. Went home, woke up, and I was like, well, I think I just got a job. So, like, how long? So, the day, all right, so they opened day one. They opened day how one. How long until? By, so, they opened right before Thanksgiving, I believe, November. And by Christmas, I had a job. So basically, they had so they had a bar in Albany. You loved it. Yep. Huge soccer fan. Yeah, love beer. They decided to open a location in Syracuse. You moved back home post college. Yeah, walk in, walk in. Just say, and I want a job. I didn't even. I didn't ask. You didn't even ask. They, they, we were. They were looking for ask. bartenders. They were like, we're really short staffed. Clearly, the reception's been awesome here. Matt, Matt and Mark at the time, they were like, we're looking for bartenders. Any of you three, they pointed to my friends, want a job here? Matt and Mark were both the owners at the time. They were both the owners. Yeah, yeah. Ryan was working that day, that Ryan Saturday was the, or Sunday. Ryan was that then manager. Yeah. Um, and he's like, Matt was like, any of you guys want a job? I was like, yeah, I'll work here. And he's like, all right, come in on Thursday, train, and we'll, or come in on following week, whatever day, and we'll have you start on Friday. And so that's all so you, had a, you had a nice foundation knowledge of beer. Yeah, for sure. Right. I, yeah, yeah. And I obviously soccer. Absolutely. But yeah. you'd never bartended. Never bartended. So, no. what, wait, so when was your first shift? I, I thought I got hired as a bar back, honestly. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, I was like not. And they put you right into bartending? bartending? Yep. I, I came in. They're like, okay, this is how we're pouring beers. And I'm like, oh, that like that's cool. And they're like, yeah, like so go ahead. Like, you take a couple customers. So, so what did that training look like? Oh, it was like, it was just wild. It was like. This is, this is what we're like, this is, and back then beer garden was a little different. It was mostly beer. So it was, this is how we're pouring beers. You know, you want a nice head, like all the basics, right? which like, I already love beer. So I kind of knew like what you're looking for in, in a beer when you're yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, that was helpful, but yeah, it was kind of like on the fly, like this is it. Cause they had just opened too. So they were like trying to just get enough bodies behind the bar to help out. Okay. And that know? makes sense. That's, so that's like, crazy. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. It's crazy. So and so you've been bartending there now six years, right? Six plus years, yeah. Six plus years. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's that's nuts. amazing. It's oh. weird to think about. What uh, what would you say was like a nice surprise over the last six years from like the start of bartending to like th- something you didn't necessarily think you were it was going to happen? Whether it be maybe you made you know maybe you were shocked as to how much it did like this is a great side hustle. Yeah, I made a bunch of extra cash. Yeah. Or at first, it definitely started out like that. I honestly, like, I bought my truck with cash that I made here. That's cool. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was my down payment was just cash that I made here. And that was, like, it turned into, like, oh, I love this place already. Right. So I want to help. 
at first it was like, I want to help this place be awesome because it's so cool and I love it to like, oh, I can actually do that and make some money. And now it's, it's honestly more than anything. It's just my pat. Like I love being here. So, so what do you, so talk to us about like, so let everybody know, what do you do full time? So I work at a hospital in Syracuse. I'm a purchaser for a pharmacy at a hospital here. So that's kind of very like rigid in structure and kind of being at beer garden. Like, also very like it's nine to five. Yeah. It's nine to five Monday through Friday. Perfect. So, I don't so when you started, or anything like that. when you started, you were already in that role. I was already in that role. So I would work Monday through Friday there. I would come in at, to beer. I would go home on Friday nights, sleep for two hours, come to beer garden. And then I would work. I think my shift originally was nine to two, close at three. And then I would come back. I also closed Saturday nights for six months. Here. So you, so not only did you start out early on from the yeah, opening, but yeah, you yeah. also had Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah. Night. We had at first seven, seven bartenders, two bar backs every Friday, Saturday night. It wow. was insane. Wow. It would be six deep at the bar. You would just point to somebody and hopefully you could hear what they ordered. So new bartender, you're already familiar with the brand now. What do you think was like, where did the hype get built up? Was it just because it was something new to the area or? Yeah, I think Syracuse had a leg up on Albany when it first opened because people, there were a lot of people like me. They knew of Albany Beer Garden. Yeah. yeah. Syracuse was hungry for a soccer bar. Um, and that kind of just fit the niche. There's not a lot of other places that, that open up, especially the shift that I do now, you know, seven o'clock in the morning. Right. To come in and watch soccer games. I had always hoped that a couple of the bars in this area would take that on. And it just happened that none of them did, and Beer Garden opened up, and that that need was there, and it kind of. Uh, so, so what are your thoughts as far as like, were there any other places around when when Wolf's Beer Garden and Syracuse first opened that also had those style of beers? No, not at all. I mean, you could go to, unfortunately now Blue Tusk is closed, but you could go to Blue Tusk and get a Francis Connor, which like that was. And that was another bar that downtown. Blew, yeah, that was another bar downtown. Okay. That blew people's mind. Like when you could first get Francis Connor in Syracuse, you know, that was like one of the first like German, like different beers that wasn't a lager that you could get, I think. And, and, and so, so for us that aren't that. as astute in, in the craft, yeah, brewing, so yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what is a Francis Connor? So a Francis Connor is a wheat beer. It's going to be similar to like a uh, shock top or a blue, blue moon. moon. Just a yeah. German style. German style. And, wheat and, beer. and people that come in and order, they're like, oh, I, can, do you have a shock top or a blue moon? Like Francis Connor is the OG. Like Franz's Connor Weinstefaner, which is is that's very similar. Wait, Franz's Connor what? Weinstefaner, Weinstefaner. Okay, Weinstefaner. Yeah. All right, Weinstefaner is the oldest brewery in the world, so they've been doing it that long, and now you have Shock Top and Blue Moon, which basically tried to copy that. So from then to now, so like, what are your having so much like knowledge about craft beer and stuff? So what are, what are your thoughts on the industry and where it's going or where it's been going recently? I think it's great. I think you know. Not it, that I would say that Franz is a is a craft. Oh <laughs> no, it's not. It's not no. by any means. But are you seeing like similar yeah, styles yeah. to kind of those I, German? I love old school beers, old school styles. Like my favorite kind of beer, I will drink it any day of the week, any time, any temperature. Is a saison, uh, like saison Dupont. I love those beers. What those kind are, of beer is that? Those are old school farmhouse beers that basically farmers would brew for their workers. And they would serve that as like their midday meal. Or okay, so it was meal. heavy to the point where it's, it's not heavy. It's like it's got like a like a lemony kind of like funk, a farmhouse funk to it. And okay. it's, it's kind of nice and light. But they would they would make it in the spring when it's cool, and then they would serve it throughout the summer. 
Okay. Uh, to their, and to that's their, your all-time thing. That is my if, – if I see a Saison on tap or in a bottle somewhere, that's that's what I'm ordering. Is it more – And that's, it, the, oh, that's an old-school style. Old-school. 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 Um, yeah, what yeah. about – like so what would be the runner-up? Oh, man. That's tough. There's so many second – like I've I've kind of learned like so number you're are you a big you're a big sour fan. I love sours. I love wild anything wild to me like so wild beers if you're not familiar basically they they brew the beer and then they they just let the yeast and the air come and settle on top of the on top of the beer and that's a traditional sour that's how they're made. Okay. Uh sour farmhouse beers that's how they're made. So I've also heard the term go goes goza goes is a little bit different. That's more of like a kettle soured. So they actually add yeast to it. Um, and then they ferment it they, and then they boil it again. So, but it still has that sour. It still has that sour. Yep. Yep. And okay. there's usually like, uh, generally salt and coriander, like the two big things they add to gozas, but wild sour beers, like traditional sours, that's all wild yeast. That's just like floating in the air. It lands on the beer and that's how the beer is fermented. And you don't know what you're going to get. You have no idea. It could go bad. Right. Like, you, you literally have no idea. Like, Allagash, they have a huge cool ship. Basically, they brew all this beer. They dump it in this big flat tray. All the seas lands on top of it. And and it's a little more controlled than how I'm making it out to be. But, okay. But, and then they then they they either bottle it or put it into uh, to barrels. And what they get in the end, they don't know. Like, you don't know. And, and sours take a long time to ferment. So it might be a year. It might be two years. So and, they're holding you don't on know what you're gonna get. They don't even know. They have no idea. And to me, that is mind blowing. Like to be so like, like we're gonna push the envelope and we're gonna try to do things that like that we don't know what the future holds. Like yeah, that's yeah. so cool to me. That's so cool. So, um, so with the craft beer industry now, you I know we're, I mean we're seeing a ton of new breweries pop up yeah, styles this of area beer. Is, is getting I, there. I think great. the other week I finally saw for the first time like a um or maybe two weeks ago it was it was an I it was a sour IPA. Which yeah, I've never cool heard of. Yeah, prior. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that being said, do you think that there's do you think there's an overrun? Do you think that it's just a matter of like the good ones are going to prevail and the the, the not great ones are gonna filter out? In the end my hope is that the good ones prevail. I would love for all of them to prevail, and it, it, to me, it just doesn't make sense. Do you think happen. that there's a misconception with like customers when they come in for, let's say, the first time? They have no idea what German beers are, know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Like, how how you handle that? Oh yeah, the, the biggest thing I get all the time, it's like a group of five people come in. Um, two yeah. people are like, "I don't drink beer," and it's like, "Oh, like that's cool. It's, right. it's great. We have other stuff, and that's fine." Um, but to me, it's like, oh, you should try something though, right? Like, it's like, oh, I don't like beer. The first thing I do is go and grab them a sample of a sour beer because they've probably never had that before. If, if they just, if you just say, I don't like beer, you've probably been exposed to several light American lagers. And that's, and, and we're that's talking like a Miller Lite. Right. That's your existence like of beer. That's, that's your full knowledge of beer. Is right. That. And you don't like that. And that's cool. Right. And, like my, and those my, are ma- those are macro brewed. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. so when you're micro brewing it more with the craft style, does it allow you to get more flavor out there's, of it? Or? I mean, there's just so many more options outside of that, like traditional American American white beer. And so, if you say I don't like beer, it's probably because you just haven't been exposed to all the beers that are out there. Right. I'm sure there's a beer out there for everyone, and there's I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that actually just don't care for beer in general. Right. And that's fine. But like. To me, my job as a bartender is to open people's like doors. Right. So you free sampling it. Absolutely. Let them try it out. Absolutely. My wife always says, I didn't like beer when I met Dave, 
And then I realized I didn't like bad beer. Like she would come to beer and just drink Oktoberfest. Yeah. Like it was going out of style. And then she found out she's <laughs> should be gluten free. So now she doesn't drink beer very often anymore anyways. But like it's just – and that really stuck with me is like she always thought she didn't like beer. It's not true. She just doesn't like bad beer. She likes good beer. And that that makes sense actually. Yeah. That, right. yeah. Right. I, and one of the biggest things for me that I was shocked about was actually kind of learning that – Something like like Guinness is an extremely light beer, but the color yeah. made oh, me yeah. think it was yeah, massively yeah. heavy. Yeah, people in, – in, it's all about your conception of heavy versus light versus hoppy. What's hoppy to me isn't going to be hoppy. Right, because everybody has different taste buds. Right, absolutely. Yeah, of course. So like to me, a Guinness, because it's it's nitro, so instead of being carbonated, it's actually yeah, – they pump nitro. Um, and that's always how Guinness it. is. It's always on nitro. Guinness, right. well, Guinness in the draft. Cans. Guinness draft is, is always nitrogenated. It's not carbon Don't they have the cans though? Like I've had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like nitro, nitro in that. Yep, yep. I think when you actually. When you I, open it, it probably releases. Probably wrong. But yeah, there's the ball inside it. I think okay. that has something to do with it. There's like nitro in there. So when you crack it open, that like lets the nitrous out. Okay. So that is, and that's, that gives it that like creamy texture. But in reality, like to me, a lot of carbonation makes you a little bit bloated. Sure. But something on nitro doesn't have that effect. And, and basically the big difference is something on CO2 has bigger air bubbles. Like CO2 is a bigger molecule yeah. than nitrogen. So nitrogen has smaller bubbles and that's what gives it the creaminess. But it also doesn't like bloat you like a – So like why wouldn't all beers just want to be on nitro? It does deaden the flavor of a lot of things. Okay. So like the head on a beer, like if you're pouring a beer or you're drinking a beer, you should have a head. Because the head of the beer is what gives you the smell. And, and D- so, Dave, how much head do you normally get? Like, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna want like we have, we on have the, on the beer. We're so lucky that we work at Beer Garden and that we have glassware that denotes how much head should be on a beer. Because there's a line on our on our glasses that say this is a half liter. Everything up to that should be everything above that should be head on the beer, filled right up to the top. So okay. we have about. A half an inch to an inch, depending on the of glass room. of room for head, and that's how you should pour those beers. And what is that? What is what is the head for the beer do? So to the, the beer? head of the beer, as those bubbles pop, it releases the flavor of the beer, the smell of the beer. So as oh, you're drinking okay. it, you can smell it, and half of your taste. It's almost kind of like when you let wine breathe. Absolutely, what you're tasting, half of that is what you're breathing in through your nose. Also, oh so, wow! Like if you plug your nose and try a food. It's not going to taste the same as if you just ate it while you were breathing through your nose. That's, so. Oh, I didn't even think about yeah, it that yeah, way. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, so out of all right, so out of macro brewed beers uh-huh. like your your Millers, your Coors, yeah. Yeah, yeah. what would your go to be? I'm a big. I have a fondness for Canadian beers. It's kind of what I grew up drinking. So I like like a Blue Light, Molson Canadian, like Molson Canadian, Molsons. I'm all about that stuff. And I think I, don't get me wrong. I'm I am a beer snob to a degree, but I think there is a Every beer out there has its place in time. Like, if I'm mowing the lawn, I don't want to go drink a heavy style. Okay, so like, depending on, like, the day, styles? the activity. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, that makes For sense. Sure. And the season. For sure. If I'm going out to drink with my friends, I'm not going to drink the strongest beer I can find right. on tap and get bombed. Do you – so why do people tend to do, like, when it's a cold – Day, like right now, it's uh-huh. literally four degrees outside. <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah, look at that. Four so, degrees. Four forty, and it's, it's four forty, and it's actually, four degrees. Yeah, actually four degrees. It's actually four degrees. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's cold out. People tend to go more toward the stout. Yeah. The, for, for the, sure. Yeah. Uh, the porter. Why? I think 
So those beers, you like, even a black lager, like you have a lager, which is like Budweiser is similar. Like Budweiser is in that line, a lager. Right? Yeah. And then you have a black lager. And the only difference between those two, so like our Schwartz beer is technically a black lager. Okay. Right? Schwartz beer means black beer in German. Yeah. It's, it's just how the, the grain is roasted. So that beer is that is as light as a spot and lager. I feel like brewing beer is way more complicated than I would have anticipated. Yeah, I think a lot of people underestimate how, how especially how with much that goes into with that like beer. question mark factor with the sours that you were talking. Yeah. About. Oh, yeah. Like, that's for crazy. Sure. That's that's and honestly, like sours should be on their own scale. Like that's it's just so so different. So different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you can you can have like. Your yeast, you might brew beer and ferment it in an orange field, like, and, and you always get yeast from oranges, mm-hmm. and it and it's going to taste different every single year. When the oranges taste different, like everybody's like, oh, like it was a great year for oranges. Like if you're brewing beer, it's going to taste different this year than it is next year, and and wine is the same way. And I think that's that. Like if if people sat down and, and tried, like, I think a perfect example of that is honestly. Sam Adams Oktoberfest to me every year that beer tastes completely different every single year. Okay, and their recipe could be very much the same. And going back to what you had said um, with your wife and how she just didn't like bad beer. Yeah, I would say I never really enjoyed red wine, and then I then I went on a a ten day trip and I was in Italy. Yeah, I I felt awesome red wine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way about wine with red wine. I feel that way about wine a hundred percent, and I can't taste the difference between. You know, a wine, wine year to year, and they're trying to make the same wine every year. Sure, it just depends on the grapes. And what people don't realize is it's the same thing with beer. Okay, you know the yeast, the yeast that you think you're using for that beer could be a little bit different. Okay, it could be a little bit different. Those hops had either a really good year and they could be super floral, or they had a really bad dry year and they're not as pronounced. So even though you're using the same hops and you're using the same amount, it's just like a grape. And so have you ever brewed your own beer? I brew my own beer quite a bit. You do? I used to a lot. Did you, you, like, you start out with like a kit that you bought? Oh yeah, kits all the time. Kits are awesome. Really? Kits, kits are they're just so easy. Like I, I it still I gives you the capability grown. to kind of yeah. like come out with yeah, something yeah. that tastes good. Yeah, I have ground my own grains and I, I grow hops at my house and I've used those in some beers and and not that's in crazy. Others. Have you ever but canned like, or bottled any? I, I bottle. I don't have kegging is like the it, that's like cool. Like that's it's easy and it's it's great. I guess you could buy could, when can you, you bottle at home. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh really? I, my like my boss at, at the hospital that I work at, he's a kegger. So he he, he just kegs his own beer. He brews beer and then he kegs it. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. All right. So all right. So you went into this a German beer garden styled soccer bar. Huge soccer mm-hmm. fan. Um, massive beer knowledge and lover. You've been here for over six years. What, uh, like, give me a, give me a story. Let me, like, uh, what, I, you had to have seen some wild things. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I feel like bartending is kind of one of those, wild, wild one stuff. of those things that. <laughs> it's been a while because now I have the same, the same people, you know, my shift now is, is Yeah, now you're Saturday days, mornings. And I love that shift. That is like, right. that is, I would, I would. Take that over any shift, for sure. So I know all of all of the people that are here, right? right. So it's like it, it's, and they're all great, and they're all a lot of my very good friends. But I know what I'm getting with them. Back right. when I used to work like Friday nights, Saturday nights, dude, like story, stories, yeah. Just so, you got to share one. 
I don't know. There's there's a lot of like crazy stuff. I we don't have like fights at Beer Garden. I do remember like a couple like weird ones back in the day where like it was over super fast, right? And it was like just something like so odd that it happened. It's almost like everybody just froze because everybody when you're at Beer Garden is just like it's everybody's a family. So yeah. that was always like weird to me. You know what I mean? Like we had like there's only like one that I really remember. Even when it was crazy busy back then. Or like an so embarrassing moment. Cool. Did anything crazy happen? Because I got to tell you, I've oh, I've experienced a lot. I've seen I've seen a couple of regulars like fall off a stool <laughs> in my right. day. Okay. Like that's that's those stick out those memories. I don't want to blow anybody up. But okay, like, that's those those are always good memories. I remember. I do remember, like, when we first opened our – I think our first, like, big SU basketball game. And actually, again, like, Matt was in town. Um, and we were we were slammed. Like, we were so busy. And yeah. it was, like – it was kind of, like, we didn't know how that would go. Because Beer Garden is a little bit out of the way. So we don't know, like – even today, like, there was an SU game today. We had maybe three people that came in to watch the game. Like, I, I don't – we don't always – we're not always a good judge of, like, who's – if there's going to be a lot of people for before an SU game or during an SU game or after an SU game. Okay. And I think the rest of the city kind of counts on SU being a big boost for their, for their bars and restaurants. And that's great. But I feel like because we're a little bit off of like the downtown area, like we don't always know what kind of crowd we're going to get. So I remember it, it was like, I, I was, I was making a drink and I remember like Matt looking over at me and he's like, dude, this is crazy. Like, there's so many people here. And I was like, yeah, did you see the line out the door? And he just looked at me and he's like, what line? And I was like, there's a line around the block to get into this bar right now. And it was solely for, like, an SU game. And that that wow. always will stick out in my mind. We were at max capacity. People were just waiting around by Fish Fryer to get into the bar. Wow. And that Fish Fryer is, like, 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 a block and a half away. Yeah, a block yeah. and a half away, like, around the corner. So we're talking like a hundred feet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like a long, like a long line of people, and that was awesome because, really, when I started at this bar, like I love this bar, right? I just wanted to do so good, and to see it like that, it was never like that in Albany, right? Like it was not. It's Syracuse is very different than the Albany locations, and right, and, and they're both awesome in their own way. But my remember, like my memory of the Albany Beer Garden was like that was. It was always fun, and it was always, like, where my buddies and I would go and hang out. But we could always go in there whenever and get a seat. Right. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. you ever had to wait. And to see that for the first time in people's reception of Beer Garden in Syracuse was like, holy cow. And then two years later, three years later, the World Cup, and I'm working. There's, like, five of us working. We're packed. Yeah, soccer World to- Cup. So this was men's. Men's World Cup, yeah. So that women's had to be, too. That was what 2019, I think. 2018, I think, was the men's. 2019 was the women's. Yep, and 2019 was the women's. 20, uh, 2018 with the U.S. not in it, the final, we had to mount a TV to the outside of the bar so people could watch out in the street. Yeah, and that was like you mounted a TV on the outside mount, of the bar. Just, it on the was this just decided pillow. on the fly? Oh yeah, yeah really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like the day of. Like you had, you have, how'd you mount it? Morning of. We had we had a guy that did a bunch of stuff for the bar. He just literally drilled oh, yeah. in yeah, the mount. Like, into the, did you already have a mount? Pillar. Yeah, I think we had like a mount just kicking around and we just okay. mounted the TV on the outside of the bar. That's, because we knew like we're going to be at capacity. And I remember we couldn't really keep up with like ice. Like our ice bin was like 
almost empty. But and we that's were a, like, and you're talking commercial. Oh yeah, commercial ice bin like this thing pumps out ice. We couldn't keep it going. Like it was go- it was pushing out ice, but we couldn't keep like enough ice in the bin. But we, re- I remember all these people standing outside. Obviously, we couldn't serve them beer, but we grabbed all these one liter plastic cups that we have. I have a couple of them in my house. Okay, and they're from Albany. They're for their like beer, their uh, Oktoberfest like sprint that they do. All right. So we grabbed them all and we filled them with ice and we filled them with water and we walked out the back door and around the building. Oh, because this was during summertime. It was this hot. This was during summertime. It was so hot outside that so there's day. A, there's a World shit Cup ton of people final. outside. Tons of people outside. Was and it, we, was we like, had to get them water somehow because it was so hot. Outside. Right. And also, and like, they couldn't drink. Were we you felt worried so about bad. Traffic? Oh, dude. No, there was nobody getting down the street. There was really. Yeah, there was there no, many people. Yeah, there was nobody yeah, getting yeah, that. Yeah, it, was cool. it was cool. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like blocked off, but it was like people could tell like, oh, we're not going to make that turn. And oh, my God. Gonna, you have to keep going. It was crazy. And that was 2018. It was 2018. It was last World Cup. Yeah. And that was without the U.S. So my, my hope is that, like, obviously the U.S. make it. I'm a, I'm a men's soccer fan like I, and a women's, uh, women's soccer fan. Like, I want the U.S. to be in everything. Oh, yeah. And, the, I, mean? I mean, the women's yeah. USA team yeah. is the, super yeah. dominant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Um, do you think that the men's is going to make it this year? They, they better make it this year. They're in a great spot going forward. This year, the, so, the World Cup's in, in Qatar? Yeah, so – It'll be like last month, a year from now. So it'll be December of 22. So, so this, way this later year. in the year. Way later in the year. It's usually in the summer, but because it's so hot in Qatar in the summer, they're, they're pushing it to the winter. So, which they wow. I think they've done in the past. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Have There's a lot ever, of like. But you've never experienced, because it's World Cups every four years. Every four years. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this will be the first time in the it's in the winter. Uh, for me, like enjoying it, I don't know if they've done that in the past. So we basically have to get patio heaters for the sidewalks. Yeah, we're gonna have and to do stuff. something crazy, and maybe have to winterize a TV if it's <laughs> yeah. snowing or Seriously, something, dude. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what we better start playing that. Yeah, I know we're gonna, gonna really be, have to start gonna be crazy. That. That's gonna be crazy. Gonna be crazy. Yeah. Um. All right. So I wanted to also uh, do a uh, an overrated and underrated round with you. Q and A. No, no, no. Brewers get mad at me. No, no, I, I decided to keep it very neutral for okay, you. Right, I mean, I right, thought about right, it. Don't right. get me wrong. I, uh, I, I'm I open really for whatever, was, whatever you got, man. It's, and, that's, and, and the best thing about beer is, like, you could ask me whatever. That's my personal preference. Like, yeah, no. like I said, like, there's a beer for every time of the day. I'm not going to say, like, I don't – I never drink a – Before like, we get into the overrated, underrated, like, so, all right. So oh, this yeah. is called Wolf's Neck. Wolf's it's Neck, yeah. IPA. It's from Maine Beer Company. Yeah. I mean, this is great. It's an awesome beer. It's it's amazing. And I've, I've had this beer a couple ADB. times. But honestly, right now, like, it's it's the per, it's just what I needed. That's that's the perfect beer to be drinking right now. Yeah, this is good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. All right. They're an awesome brewery. If you if you have not oh, been I, there. I, so or, I didn't – so I find it hilarious that Maine Brewery – so we've had it on draft a few times. Yeah, so, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. We've um, had a couple, like, crepe. They, like, they have lunch. Yes. And that's their single. Yeah, lunch is their, like – that's have, their, like, go-to IPA. Their single IPA. Yeah. And then they have dinner. Yeah, dinner. And that's their awesome. double IPA. Yeah. yeah, dinner. Do they have breakfast? I, I know you're not like a huge beer guy. Do dinner? Oh, do you? Dinner? I've had wow. dinner. I know that. I know that you're like you're like you love. Are you judging me on my I, own pie? <laughs> like, as far as dinner goes, dude. Five years ago, basically, you had to buy a pre-sale ticket to wait in line. When they called your number, you would go up. You could only buy a case of dinner. That's the only way you could get it. Then the case was 24, 24 cans. 24, 24, can, 24 bottles, I think. Or bo- okay. 
if you didn't have your ticket, they basically would pass you over for the next per- – or if you weren't This is there. like some crazy Black Friday there, dinner yeah, buster yeah, oh, yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. That was the only way you could get dinner. Dinner was not had outside of the brewery. And this it wasn't – so it wasn't even ago. on draft. Draft, no. No, no, no. When we had it on, on draft, my good friends who I like beer share through the bar with, who I've, I've, I've met a lot of them at the bar, which is kind of crazy. Like that's an awesome story yeah. for me. Like I've met friends that are now like we hang out outside of Beer Garden and I beer share with them and, and like we drink together a lot and, and they're like super diehard craft beer guys. Yeah. And it's so cool because Beer Garden has totally opened up my world to them because I wouldn't have met these guys otherwise. Right. But – like they had gone to those and they tell me like these stories of like basically like they're waiting in line. They have their ticket and some guys like five minutes late, they call somebody's number. He's not there, you know, and, and it's, and they're it's not at the around. brewery. They're North of Portland, Maine. Like it's not close to here. Does everybody that wait has a ticket like, ha- like do they have yes. supply for all of those yes. tickets? Yep. Okay. Yep. And that, it was that a was resale it. thing. They would sell tickets like a month before. And then, but you had to be there at the time that they said you were. You know, I've yeah. also heard there's a big plat. There's like online and app platform. Where people are trading. Oh they yeah, trade yeah, beers, yeah. Dude, like West Coast, East Coast. There's people I have like Alchemist. I have some, I know Alchemist some of my same friends, dude. They they package beer like they'll package it in bubble wrap and diapers and like crazy stuff. And, and they're just selling it to the it. other. They don't. It's usually or trading. They're, they're it's trading. Usually trading. Yeah, yeah. That's Which wild. is so cool. It's it's awesome because as as big as beer is, and it's like. I think that's the biggest thing that people don't understand is like the beers that we think of in Syracuse as like, oh, like that's been around for so long. Like I don't need to drink that anymore. Like I fell in love again this summer with Allagash White, which is like – that's one of the – Allagash is, is is mind-blowing. They do a lot of the wild stuff. Sure. Like it's, it's awesome. But their like go-to beers are like Allagash White, Curio. They have some barrel aged stuff that Syracuse has gotten forever because we're kind of in their territory. To yeah, shipping. The West Coast still doesn't get their beers. So like, even though it's like just a regular thing for us to have, there's people across this country that don't have access to those beers. Right. And there's some of the best beers in the world, and people just don't know about them or have the ability to get them. Whereas so you can go to Whiteman's so and get six packs pounders of that right now. Right. It's it's unbelievable. So people in the East Coast are trading with people on the West Coast and vice versa. Like there's beers on the West Coast that that I've only seen. I've had one like Pliny the Elder is like a big one on the West Coast. I've had one. I've split one with like four other guys. Yeah. And like out there it's like you can get it anywhere. You know, you can oh. go to the brewery and, and buy cases of it. It's fine. Wow. Yeah. Also, I don't know why I just thought of this. So as far as the story goes, the line, like the line (laughs) thing that's, so I want you to, so tell us, so you remember the night that we arm wrestled? Oh, I arm wrestled you. Yeah. So I can't, so so I'm coming, I mean, I kind of remember that. So I'm coming from (laughs) the, you know, the fitness industry and I'm new to the place and for whatever reason, everybody had this, you know, this, uh, pre-definition of me. And do you remember? So, like, we arm wrestle. You yeah, won. We did. And then right in my face, you're just like, I beat JoJo. <laughs> I had to weigh 100 pounds, though, dude. It's not like I'm – and I used to work out a lot. I know. I no, I know. I'm just saying. Like, like, I, but I like, used to be pretty – In my pretty head, bad. I'm like, well, who the F is JoJo? <laughs> like, I just <laughs> – Because everybody's like, you know, I think you beat a couple guys. And then everybody's like, oh, Joe. Like, he's like, oh, fitness, he wears a medium a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's diesel. And then I'm just like, dude, I'll fucking beat you. And then I just went, we went at it. I, You're like, I, bro, 
Yeah. I don't, I don't that was know. a good time. I don't know if I could take you again, to be honest. I think it depends I on the day the for, for both I was, of us. I was primed up. Okay. Yeah. You were, that was your prime? Yeah. That yeah, was yeah, not yeah, my yeah. prime, for sure. <laughs> um, all right. So for the overrated, underrated, yeah. basically like what you think overrated, an example would be, um, let's say, uh, you know, smart devices in the house. Like they're, they're super, I would call that like a, like. I would actually say that those are underrated. They're not used by the masses, yeah, but right, they have a huge right, upside. Right. I hear you. So, yeah, all right. Yeah. So, so whatever you yep. want to. Yep. So let's. All right. Yeah, so, so you want like so sour beer, sour beer, overrated in oh, general or underrated or properly rated in general. Yeah, sour beer is overrated. Overrated. Yeah. Okay. And I and I can I tell you why? Yeah, absolutely. Because I love sour beer, but a lot of places <laughs> are making sour beer the incorrect way. It's become and too that's, streamlined. And that's what people's thought of sour beer is. So to me, that's And it's being mass-produced because they're kind of trying to catch right, that yeah, trend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so, basically, that. there's two different kinds of sour beers. To, to sum it up, basically, you either – you brew the beer, right? You, you add all your grains and hops and whatever and your flavorings and, and do whatever. You can either kettle sour, which basically means you bring the temperature down enough – just under to where it'll kill the yeast. Yeah. You add your sour yeast and then you close that, that kettle and you let it sit for a certain number of days. And because it's so warm, that sour yeast is going to act very quickly. Okay. And then you basically, when you get it to the sourness you want, you put it back on the heat, you boil it again, you kill that yeast off. So you already have this sour thing. And then you add regular beer yeast to it and you ferment it. Yeah. So and most, most, quick, of, the, most of these like fermenting. Sure. Kettle sours are basically your gozas, your stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lot of them that are great. They, they really are. But you can have like – you don't get the complexity that you do from a traditional sour, which is basically you either, you brew your beer just like you do it the first time. You bring the temperature all the way down and you either put regular yeast in and you ferment it and then you add sour yeast to it and okay. you let it sit for like – Years, months, years. You let all to that properly make that sour really grow. Right, right. Okay. Or you just add your your sour. I have a I have a sour beer in my mom's basement right now that has been sitting for over two years. Oh my and god! I haven't tried it. I, like I don't even know. I kind oh, of. Well, I mean, about maybe it, like, but next, it could be awesome. Maybe we'll revisit. Yeah, and we'll yeah. try this. Yeah, next on time another, we'll try on another episode we'll try. for yeah. sure. Yeah. So like sour, like the general public's view of a sour beer overrated is overrated because they don't, I, I think just a lot of people are like, they're getting the mass produced sour, which yeah. is, which is, which that kind of stinks. And it's a fad. It kind of sucks. Right. And it is a fad right now. And that's like everybody, oh, oh, sour beers. I love sour beers. Like you don't love all sour beers. Right. Like, no one loves all sour beers. You don't I've know had when... sour beers that I don't like. Right. Like right. it's okay to not like certain things. Right. All right. So, so next one on fruit garnishes with beer. With beer, like oh. your blue moon, yeah, 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 that stuff. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I think overrated it's, or I think underrated. it's rated. You think properly rated? I think it's properly rated. I think people. It's not always needed. People shit on it, like it's uh, like who like would put a lemon with that? But there are beers that are brewed to have that in it. To have that pairing, also, yeah. And I'll throw a lemon in certain beers once in a while. That's okay. Beer flights. Oh, beer flights are overrated. Overrated, really? Overrated. Really? I do not okay. like beer flights. If you go to a brewery. And you can't drink a full one of their beers, you probably shouldn't be there. 
that's kind of how I feel. That's, that's such a dick way to say it. But like, no, I've never, I've never been to a brewery and been like, I mean, just so I have everybody to try knows, all your beers before I can pick one that I. If I've you're bought. ever here on a Saturday, we're not giving you a beer flight, just so that we're. No, clear. no, I'll let you try anything, but like, beer flights are just not needed. Like, there's because. It's almost a catch-22. The thing is, is like if you want an IPA, I'm not going to give you a flight of IPAs. Like they're all going to at the by the end of the flight, they're all going to taste the same. Right. You're not cleansing your palate between those. Right. You're, you're right. Just, right. You're just drinking five IPAs, and then they all taste like that's the same. A, that's and a good point. You don't point. know what one you had. What one do you like? Hard cider. Hard cider underrated. 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 Really? I love underrated. hard cider, dude. Hard I cider. Would, you know, I Down East crushes it. I would, and that's the only one that I know of that's an unfiltered. Yeah, that's that's why it's. So and I good. think that's all right. So yeah. speaking of unfiltered, so New yeah. England IPAs. Uh, ooh. they're they're overrated. The, yeah, they're I would. You know what? I would agree. They're overrated. I would agree. IPAs in general and are overrated. Yeah, and I at think, the moment, I they're great. They're awesome. Like I I I love New England IPA. I'm gonna go home and drink like five New England IPAs. And right. So I feel like I sound like an asshole because I'm right. saying this. But like they're people eights. are just ordering them because eights. they're eight. And you can hide the way I look at beer is like, could you hide flavors? It like hide like missteps in this beer, which is like a weird way to think about it. But yeah. like if you overhop the crap out of anything, you can hide poorly made beer underneath that. Right. So like. Yeah, they're over. And then you just attach, you know, a high yeah, ABV absolutely. to it. Dude, one of the best beers I ever made, we stirred it with an old stick I found in a garage. And it was a it was like a I know, I know, it's horrible. But it was like I actually I don't think I actually made that. I think I drank it at a at a like I used to brew beer with the guys I work with yeah, at the yeah, hospital. Yeah. So I think they made it like before I was part of their group. And then we drank it at the next one. And that was one of the best home brews I've ever had. Really? Yeah. The and stick then, like, added like, complexity. You shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. Like you you could actually like kill people like do right. it. Right. You know no, what I mean? Like no one should do that. But like it was just it it's was not a it recommendation. Was, it was so good because it wasn't a crazy flavored beer. It was like a red ale, but there weren't any wrong flavors in it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they sure. you can't hide anything in a light beer or like a amber lager. Because there's it's no there's difficult. no like overmatch. Yeah, there's nothing that, gotcha. there's nothing there. So you have to give credit to people that make Reisdorf Kolsch, like it's unbelievable that they can do that and do that kind of consistently because you're not hiding anything. In that no, I, I don't think that they use any old sticks in garages. No, no, <laughs> no. It might be an old stick, but it's a brewing stick. It's a brewing so, stick. Yeah. Last one, beer mimosas. Oh, beer mimosas. Even though they have a uh, special place in my heart, <laughs> I would say they're overrated. Really? You think yeah. that they're overrated? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Just are they like? Bit. Are they yeah. in the they're limelight like, right no, now? No, like I think you're. I think you can. You can do that, and that's fine. But I don't think that's a fad. That's quick. You think that that's a fad yeah, for right. sure? Yeah. yeah, that would be my thought. Well, this was fun. Yeah, dude, we got to awesome. do this. We it have to do great, this. No, we have to yeah, do this yeah, again, yeah. Um, guys. Uh, join us on our next episode, episode two, where we are going to be interviewing Jake. Jake is a brand new bartender to the industry. He's never bartended before, and. One thing that I'm excited to help Jake share with you guys is uh, his recipe for green tea shots. And then what he's experienced from his first day till currently. And uh, yeah, join us next time. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe. And I will talk to you guys then. You know, I, before we sign off, I got I to gotta listen to that one because every time people ask for green tea, I make it differently. 
I have no idea. What oh, you're going to die when you hear it. Every time I make it differently, people are like, I'm, and I always ask, I'm oh, like, no. how is that? And they're I like, jinx. oh, this is awesome. And I'm like, that's good because I made it different than like, the last I, one I get it when you're a new bartender yeah. and I'm like, I'm not mad about it. I'm just super pumped to make him share this on, on episode two. I, like, made, I made white tea shots last weekend. I didn't even know that was a thing. White tea shots? Yeah. I had oh no my idea. God. Yeah, white tea. I just subbed out a dark alcohol for a For, for a vodka. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that makes sense. No, but Jake <laughs> took Jake took the green tea to the next level. I wouldn't I don't even know if you could say next level, but Jake <laughs> took it to a different way. Of the, but anyway, awesome. um yeah, so we'll, we're definitely going to talk about that on the next episode. Uh everybody, you have a great day and I'll talk to you then.